Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to Podcast 287, and this is a really cool... I'm a changed person now. This is the first time that I, I've done a podcast at all, let alone a Star Wars podcast, after having attended a Star Wars celebration. So this is a pretty sweet one, because it was a fantastic celebration, and I've got a lot to talk about regarding the overall experience, people I met, good times we had, the panels that I saw, things that you guys did not see on the live stream, and just a whole bunch of awesomeness. Also, hi, Mark. Hey, this is basically <laughs> gonna be, this is gonna be uh, the episode where Tim talks and I just every once in a while go, oh. <laughs> hey, if you really, I don't want to do this to myself because it's too much editing. But if you want, you can just say, oh, one time, one good clean time, and then I, I can did. just randomly insert it throughout the episode. No, because I, I, I look, uh, or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, let me get him out. Of, let me get him out of the way real quick, okay? Put the timestamp. You can just edit it in wherever you want. Awesome. Right. Okay. Hold on. Okay. One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Can't laugh over it. I can mute. Oh, oh I can mute wait. myself. Here we I'm go. I'm muting myself. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Hey! <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, there you go. That's enough for you to put in. Yeah, I already said I wasn't going to do it, though, because it's too much editing, but I appreciate oh. it. I enjoyed that. So I just made a fool of myself. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. All right, go ahead, Tim. I'm ready. Just talk. Uh, this is one of the one of those things where it's like where to start. Yeah, overall, I, I guess I just go uh, go over the entire experience as a whole. Because again, I have not been to a celebration before. I have gone to New York Comic Con. I did that in uh, 2016 before Rogue One came out, and that is of course put on by Reed Pop, who also does Celebration. So I had that experience in a way, almost like a you know brother sister convention kind of thing. But uh, it was. It was really cool because it felt very familiar with the way it was structured and organized in that it was similar to New York Comic Con. Um, so I, I felt like first day there, I kind of was able to make my way around. Like I knew what was going on and I wasn't lost or anything. One thing that was super impressive, by the way, this was at McCormick Place in Chicago. And I saw online beforehand when I was lo looking into this that it's the largest convention center in North America. Oh, really? And it, yeah, and what was really interesting about it is we only had a celebration only had I think one building, the West Building, and that was it. There were other buildings at the center, and there were other conventions going on at the same time, and neither of us knew about the other. I only know that there were other ones because at one point I had my dad with me. If you listen to previous episodes, you know he was there, and um, he at one point was just kind of like exploring <laughs> the other buildings to see what was going on. He's like, "Oh, there's another convention over there." So this place was huge, and it was really kind of awesome because of it. Uh, 
hotels, you know, I, I didn't actually get to make my way to Noah's hotel and, and where Haas of the haunted one where everybody was talking about. They did have some cool uh, meetups going on there and I was going to try to do it, but uh, I didn't rent a car or anything like that. I pretty much went to from airport to the airport and then took the um, train system to my hotel and that was about it. And it was like a 40 minute walk or something like that. Uh, to get to his hotel after you're at the convention center all day. So I didn't make that happen. Um, but other hotels, I was hearing some pretty good things about them. Not really. I, I mean, I don't want to go too much into hotels. It's really boring. <laughs> but it was there were a ton of people there all the time. It was constantly crowded in a good way. Uh, really? I mean, if you If you've ever... <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been to a celebration, I'm sure this has pretty much felt the same as the rest, I would imagine. Uh, the the costumes and cosplays were all over the place. They were pretty good. Uh, the I sent Mark, a, I sent you a picture of one, uh, one that I thought you would enjoy. The Boar Gullet and Bodhi combo. That one got a, a decent amount of attention I saw online. It was pretty good. The two of them were constantly together. Up front was a, a Bodhi cosplay. Right behind him was a Borgullet who had like two tentacles constantly attached to Bodhi in front of him. They were just walking together everywhere in the elevator, everything. So I like Borgullet. Yeah, I know you do. Inspired. Inspired. So have you ever seen, this is a quick aside, have you ever seen on Saturday Night Live, this was from a few years ago, they had this thing on a weekend update that was um, uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq, the two of them on the uh, weekend update? Yes, I think so. Because right now, the way that this is going down, it's almost like I'm being the Charles Barkley and you're being the Shaq in this kind of conversation. Gold bond. <laughs> so... Again, this is one of those things like there's so much to go through. I don't, I don't even know like where, the, where to really start. The uh, people I met, let's just go there. Um, on Thursday, the first day of the convention, I was walking around. Just I, I started out trying to find Noah. I did live stream that on Twitter. I don't know. I, I saw a couple of people logged in to see that. I don't know who all did. Um, I did not find him. I was not successful at my first attempt. And I think I found out later it's because he got there after I did, I think. But um, I did walk around a bit, stream it, try to find them. The first person I actually like really saw, met up with, and you know had a good conversation with was Jason. Of course, Jason Ward making Star Wars. Net. Um, randomly came across him. I was just walking down a hall. I was like, "Hey, I know that guy." So I had a great time with him. I was with him for uh, a couple hours uh, on Thursday. If you're ever at a celebration, um, pro tip: if you see Jason, he's a good one to stick by and and just have a good time, especially if there aren't any panels or anything going on that you really want to get to or have to wait in line for or anything. Just you're going to have a good time with them. So you're, you're a stalker. No, I'm more like a companion. See, I, I say. my, my time with Jason besides knowing him for a while, but we ended up, that's the beauty of a line. Yeah. They, so, there weren't, there weren't many lines to, because of the lottery system and everything. Well, yes, but I had uh, I had Jason, basically my my line buddies for Anaheim was Jason, Randy, uh, Jeremy Conrad or Manabite, and I think Pete Pete Awakens uh-huh. uh, joined up at one point, and I'm trying to remember who else, and if I forget anybody, I'm sorry, uh, but. That was that was my group 
that time. And then uh, D23 was Jeremy and Jason and Randy. And so it's always always good. A lot of Star Wars talk. Lot of, it makes the lines better when you have people to talk to. So rather than standing there right. for two hours in the middle of a convention floor talking, we would just spend our time talking and then go home and sleep. Right. So, so who, who, else did you, who else did you <laughs> Well, so and then after that, because again, this was a couple hours I was with Jason. So after that, um, I noticed Johnny uh, from, of course, Rogue One had uh, flown in on Thursday and then he pretty much made a beeline to the uh, service desk because um, of his issue with not getting any emails about the panels or anything. And to make a long story short, he actually did get into a few good panels. So I was very uh, happy for him. Uh, and uh, I was I went to that line to, to be with him and, and say hi for a little bit and uh, had a of course, an awesome time with Johnny. Met a couple of the people while I was in line with Johnny, too, because, again, at that point, I had nothing else to do, so I was just in line with them, talking to him. And uh, these guys from a scruffy-looking podcast met uh, two or three of them, and they, they were nice, had a good time. The the one host I was talking to actually listened to our show in the past, so that was fun. And uh, who else? So many people. What Instead of just going day by day, I'll just say I met Jesse... And if anybody follows making Star Wars stuff, you're probably pretty familiar with Jesse. Uh, he was awesome. One of the highlights for me of at celebration beyond, you know, panels or whatever, just experiences. Loved uh, meeting and, and hanging with Jesse for a little bit. And it was his first celebration as well, first experience with this kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. I, I haven't even, I didn't mention this to him, but I'd love to have him on the show sometime. I should ask him about that because <laughs> uh, that'd be pretty sweet. But I got to go to a panel with him, and uh, we hung out this Star Wars Celebration um, show, the live show stage that they had for a bit. And uh, Joey, gotta mention Joey. He, he's one of our awesome listeners for this show. Met him, uh, saw him a couple times also after that in, in lines for things or whatever, but he was great. Had a great time meeting him, and he, uh, he saw Noah. Everybody saw Noah, except for me. Really? Like, okay, so the first day, I think on Thursday, I saw him from, like, across the the floor from where I was, but there were, like, three rows of people in motion between us, and I couldn't make my way over. I'm like, hey, it's fine. It's Thursday. You know, I'll try again later. And and I tweeted him something about how I, I basically bumped into him. I, again, I was, like, three rows of people over, so I wasn't quite that close, but still. And uh, to make a long story short, every day we were trying to meet up, and it, for whatever reason, didn't work. He was in line for something or I was in line for something, or he was in the other building, or like whatever was going on. So the closest that we got was on Saturday at the Man- or Sunday at the panel for the Mandalorian. Um, we saw each other from from the distance, like in the in the crowd. I, like I told him where to look to find me, so we like had a, a moment of waving at each other. And Corey was right next to him. I, we waved at each other as well, and that was about it. So that was my Noah experience, which wasn't very good. Kind of was hoping for more. And Hawes, I didn't get a chance to meet him either. Uh, I did hear from Johnny that on, on Thursday he was in line for the Celebration Store. That was chaotic, okay? The Celebration Store was insane. The line for it went forever down the side of the wall. Once you were actually inside, Johnny had, had told me that Hawes waited to check out. He was already in the store, but to check out, he waited for three hours. Jeez. And I don't even know how many hours he waited to get in, but I'm sure it was a few. 
So it was insanity to do that. And by the time I made, because this store wasn't a big priority for me. Maybe it's because it's my first time and I don't get it. I don't know. But by the time I made it in, half the stuff was gone, but it was still fun to be in there. And uh, let's see, uh, Jonah Marie from, I met her at uh, New York, like I had Johnny a couple years ago, and then uh, she was there. It was great to see her again. Pins. I had some pins, and some people took some of our pins, Mark. I don't even have a damn pin. I know. I should get one to you somehow. Sure, it'd be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just came in a little bit ago. I got them for celebration. But, yeah, I should get some to you. So anybody who's listening who took the pins, I appreciate it. Because I I definitely still have a few left over, too. So um, I don't know what I'll do with that. Maybe, I don't know if I, if if I try to make it to next year's potentially, maybe I just save them for then, or I don't know. I could send them all to you, Mark, if you want a, a, a bunch of pins for no reason. Um, no, I'm okay. <laughs> no, but they they were good. They were fun. Um, let's see what I did get some pictures with some of the. Oh, let's let's talk about that. Okay, <laughs> the lines for the autographs and the photo ops. Uh, it was a special situation. Now, one thing I will say: the the people who work there, it was I think it was Epic Photo Ops who was running the whole show. Um, thir- uh, Friday, Friday and Saturday, the entire thing was a mess. It, it was really bad with the lines, and, and I'll get to a story in a second. However, the employees who were there were awesome to talk to. They were very positive, and they weren't as much of a mess as it was that you could tell they were trying to stay positive and work with it. And I really did appreciate that. They had great like customer service or persona, you know. Um. One of the people I, I had a photo op with was Hayden Christensen. And on Saturday... Am I ever, ever going to see that picture? Probably, sure. Okay, send it to me. I, don't, I won't share it. Yeah, I, I trust you, yeah. Are, are you sitting on his lap? No, <laughs> I am not. Did you do anything goofy? No. Oh. Are you... In, in, in any of that, the, I did, I, I spoke with them very briefly, of course, as the photo ops, but I did make a point to say something to everybody I had a picture with. Um, but, and, and Hayden Christensen, by the way, I was very surprised by how like soft he is in, 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 in like, like his hands. No, no. Like, I mean like not intimidating. Like he, he wasn't like, he was a, a slower, more relaxed, like a, a little bit more like resigned in a way. He just, it was very surprising to me, especially considering how he acts as Anakin, you know, in episode three and all that, but he was like very kind and gentle. That, that'd be a better way to put it. Gentle. So, but anyway, so I was in line for him, right? And I show up all the time. They do it, you know, calling you to line, 10 minute increments and all that. And so I show up like uh, 45 minutes before my time is because I was just trying to make sure I got everything, you know, good to go, no problems. So by the time that uh, I get there, they say, oh, well, you know, the, the line, is it's it's too crowded and like we aren't letting people in. So come back in and I had been waiting for a little bit anyway. And they like, come back in about an hour and then we'll probably have the lines have died down a little bit and we can get you in line. So I was like, okay. So I didn't even wait the full hour. It was like 30, 45 minutes, something like that. It came back and they're like, Oh, uh, he left. Hayden Christensen has gone. Sorry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like you had said to come back in an hour because lines are too long and you get me in then. It hasn't even been an hour yet. And he left. Now, again, the people uh, 
were pretty awesome about it. Like this one guy in particular, he I could tell he felt so bad about it, and he was apologizing left and right. And and they totally fixed it. Cause I went over to customer service for them, and they basically moved me over to uh, one of the times that he had on Sunday instead. And they were able to kind of push it up because there was a panel I was going to be going to, so they kind of fit me into one of the other time slots so that I could go get my picture and still make my panel, which I did. So I was super appreciative of the people there. Again, I think it was Epic Photo Ops, and they were awesome to work with. And nice. on Sunday, they had rearranged re the whole line system so that it was not as much of a mess. It was running much more smoothly. So I don't know like what issues there were or anything, but by the end of the convention, uh, they had it down to a system. And overall, I would recommend them as a company for anybody who's trying to to figure out how who they want to manage those. Yeah. So who'd you all who'd, who'd you get? You got you and Hayden Christensen, and he had soft hands. <laughs> um. I got uh, Billy D. Williams. Oh, smooth. He was, and, and I, I totally get this. I don't mean this in a negative way at all. He was just like frozen the entire time. He's like, an old guy. No, I know. I, I totually get it. But it was just funny because usually people are being somewhat interactive and, and I didn't know what to expect. So, you know, and they're shuffling everybody through. And normally, again, there's like, hey, how are you? Or something like that. And so just, so what, okay, so here's the thing. So you walk back there, it's kind of in probably in a closed area, right? Right. And you walk back there, and there's there's God darn Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen, and he's looking at you. And does your heart melt? Are you like, Gabby? <laughs> what happens? Um, I was no, honestly, I was, and and I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of of pictures of myself in the first place. Me either. But I felt just kind of like, is this really happening, kind of thing. And then when I look back at the picture, you can tell that's what I'm thinking. So, that 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 was kind of fun. But no, it, it was it was kind of surreal, like to the point where I'm just like, again, it was so quick too that I'm like, did like I just, did I just like quote unquote meet him and and just take a picture. Like, did that just happen? It was awesome. And uh, and again, he was super nice about it. And uh, one of the things that was very seeing him in person, like that guy's eyes are very striking. I'll say that <laughs> for real. Like they were just, you know, sometimes you just look at somebody and then there's just a feature that just stands out and you're like, whoa, that's just gets your attention. You know? Yes. H Hayden Christensen's eyes are like that. Wow. It, it, it was an did experience. You, did you lose yourself? I don't know what happened. See, there you go. <laughs> it's like an out of body experience. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. No, but anyway, so and Billy D. Williams, uh, Matt Lanter, uh, met him, got a picture with him too. He was also very awesome. So you got a picture with not one but dos. Andy. Correct, correct. Yeah. And last but not least, he was actually the first one. I also got Paul Bettany. <laughs> and what happened with him? Uh, he, he was, did you say I, I loved you in Wimbledon? No, actually, when I was, <laughs> when, I, when we were walking out, I turned around and I said, by the way, just want to let you know real quick. I said, beautiful mind. It's one of my favorite movies. And, uh, you could kind of tell that meant a, I thought it, it looked like it meant a lot to him because his whole expression changed. And he said, Oh, that's incredibly kind. Thank you. So I, I don't think he expected anybody to bring that movie up that weekend. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why. I don't know, but. That was fun. 
If anybody hasn't seen that movie, by the way, you should. Like, what are you even doing with your life? You need to watch that movie. Ron Howard directed it. Did uh, did you guys have brunch? If we did, I wouldn't tell you about it. (laughs) No, but, but, speaking of, I did have breakfast with somebody. Four autographs. I mean, four pictures. Yes. Did you get autographs? No. Okay. But again, I did have breakfast with somebody. Guess who stayed in? I know I already told you, but guess who stayed in my hotel? Oh, um, uh, Jason. (laughs) No. Are we talking about what's his name? Doug Doug Chiang? Yes. The the amazing, amazing concept artist? Yes. For the prequels and for the sequel trilogy? Yeah, he's basically today's Ralph McQuarrie. Did you talk to him? I did. And what did he say? Uh, well, first off, I just want to let you know, I told him, and I, I'm quoting myself here, I said, by the way, at the end of our conversation, I said, by the way, I am actually on a Star Wars podcast, and my co-host there also loves you and thinks you're brilliant. So, Did you so really I can, say that? I, I did. And so what I said is, just so I can tell him I said this, Mark says hi, and he loves you. And he laughed, and he said, oh, well, thank you very much. Ah, uh, There you go. We're like, simpatico. <laughs> so that was the last thing I said to him. So he left our conversation with you on his mind. That's good. That's the way all yeah. things should be. Sorry, what's that? That's the way all things should be. I leave people with me on their mind. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh gosh, I'm trying again. There's so much going on. So if I'm forgetting like anybody I met or anything, it's trust me, it's nothing personal. There's just there's so much, and my mind's just scrambled eggs trying to remember everything. And you know, it's also funny because staying home through all these celebrations and watching the live streams for like all of them up until now. Typically, when you go on Twitter, everybody's getting back home. They're talking about how much they miss everybody already and what a great time they had. All that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm so sad for you who were there that you're now missing each other. Uh. I, I get it <laughs> now because, yeah, it, it was it was such a blast. And when you're there, it, it just seems normal to be having such a great time so that when you're removed from that location and those people on that great time is when you really it really hits you how great it was when you're not there anymore, you know. So, yeah, I, I am having a little bit of the whole celebration withdrawal right now, but that's OK. The lotteries, Mark. Let me actually want to ask you: like, what is your opinion of the lottery system based off since you were not there, based off of what you've seen from other people online who actually were there, and and just what what's your again your your overall opinion of it as of now? Of which one? Just them instituting the lottery system for the like the Funko booth and then the panels. Um, you, you know, the thing is, is that I'm not going to really find out till next year uh, what my opinion of it is, because I'll, I'll be at Celebration Anaheim. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they don't do it next year, just because, I, again, I'd heard the only reason they did it this year was because the convention center did not allow overnight lines. Uh, but if it's in Anaheim again, where it was previously, there's no reason they can't go back to it unless they feel like it was successful and want to keep it up. But they might go well, back. You know, the, the thing is, is that I get I get that it opened it up to a whole different group of people that 
may not wish to wait in line, may not be able to wait in line for medical reasons, although that's not a problem. If you have a medical reason, you're allowed in. Um, uh, but again, you know, kind of what, kind of what I was talking about with you in the beginning is I'm not excited that I get to wait in the line. I hate waiting in a line. I can't stand the idea of, you know, dreading a 15 hour line or a 12 hour line. It's just miserable. Right. But the beauty is, is that you can control where you're going to sit for the most part. Right. Uh, you know, for me, in D23 being, you know, 50 feet away from Harrison Ford, who growing up was was my idol. That was that was that's my guy. You know, that's Han Solo. That's Indiana Jones. You need to see him come out at D23 and be that close or be that close to see Chris Evans or, you know, Johnny Depp come out dressed as Jack Sparrow. Uh, you know, Chris Pine's there. So, so to see all these people that close because I suffered. I have a bad back. You know, I have a really bad back. And it just goes out when it chooses to go out. And lately, it's been out for a month. So it makes everything painful and difficult. Um, But, you know, would I do it with a bad back? Yeah, I would. Because that's that's the type of memory that you carry with you. And not only that, it's spending the time with these people in line. You know, right. having fun and talking to people and joking and, and just as much as you may be miserable, you know, misery loves company and being there and talking to people, you know, and having that camaraderie, that, that's something that, that, you know, a lottery can never take the place of. It seems like a real bonding type of experience with your friends. It is. It and is. new friends. And yeah, ab- absolutely. And you know, I, I don't think that people should necessarily be cut out of seeing it. But at the same time, if it's that important to you, you will do everything you can to be in that panel. Right. That was the that was the panel that was important to me. And I knew that I had to give up other things because I couldn't be there for it. You know, right. I was going to be tired afterwards or whatever. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I see the pros and the cons. Um, I think from what I heard though, for the first panel, a bunch of people got into the room that weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I was hearing afterward, of course, I was hearing from other people there. They're like, oh yeah, no, they let us right in. They didn't scan our codes to get in. They just wanted to make sure we had a code. So you could have pulled up any type of QR code but, thing and they would have waved you in. Where do you sit? Again, that's what I was hearing. But the thing is at the arena where they were, um, they had the seats, of course, but then there was the concourse, and you could just kind of stand in the. And, and if you go around to the side, the was, concourse was pretty close to the stage, so you don't necessarily need to sit if you don't really want to. You could just right. get in and stand there and watch. I, and it, I think there, there's definitely pros and cons to it. Yeah, and, and I can kind of it's different, of course, but I can kind of get the idea of the waiting in line just because the theater I usually go to to see, especially the big movies. Um, now they have reserved seating, but they did not in 2015. So when I went to go see, I've said this before, but it's been a while. When I went to go see The Force Awakens, uh, I waited in line for about 10 hours just to get good seats in that theater, and uh, it was a grueling experience to sit there for 10 hours and in a theater lobby 
Um, but at the same time, I was so happy I got to do that because that was an experience that I wanted to have. And they made it entertaining for us. You know, they brought in uh, Star Wars Battlefront for people to play while they were waiting in line. And they made like Star Wars themed foods to give out to people. And uh, the local news came by <laughs> like, you know, they, they were really making it a fun experience. And people I was there with, uh, we had a great time together. So, you know, I am I am happy now with the reserved seating. But I was also happy to have that experience, too. So, like you said, there are pros and cons to both sides of it. Um, I do feel like it would have been good for them to announce that this is how it was going to work earlier on than they did. But it, overall, uh, this is something I talked to Jesse about, too. Because at first, he was really uh, upset by the lottery system. And I was the first, too, because for, we were both in the same boat where... If you have to pick a reason that we were going to this celebration, it was we wanted to get into that episode nine panel. And like nothing was going to stop us from being in there. And neither of us got into the episode nine panel from the lottery. So it kind of put a, 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 a somewhat of a bitter taste in our mouths before we even got there to the, to the convention center, which it, it probably shouldn't have. But, you know, when you have that much emphasis on it. And it meant that much, you know, to be told that it's not going to happen before you're even there is a bit of a downer. So, however, when I was talking to him afterward, we, we both overall felt pretty good about it just because so many, Jesse put it this way, he put it so well, so many unexpected things that happen were so positive and, and let us have such a great time that it started to really overshadow um, our lack of being in the nine panel. So... At the end, after post celebration, um, I, I still think it could have been handled a little bit better than it was. But overall, I'm not like bitter about the lottery system or anything. I'm waiting to substitute one of your like awesomes or something. <laughs> that works. All right. Uh, it, another thing that kind of helped with that too is I got to be at the the stage, the Star Wars show stage, on Friday in the afternoon. And uh, that it was pretty fun because I, I had been walking around and I, I just happened to be going by because you can't see the stage from everywhere in the in the exhibit floor because of walls and stuff that were there. So I happened to be walking by. I'm like, wait, that voice sounds familiar. And I look over and I see Daisy Ridley on the uh, on the projectors on the screen. So, of course, it's like beeline straight over to the stage. And uh, I wasn't super close, but I did get get a picture of she was on the stage with Kathleen Kennedy, so that was fun. As they kept coming out, I was I was squeezing my way in to be closer and closer, to the point where, for like the last half of all their guests, I was like the first person. I was at the corner of the stage. I'm actually I saw myself on the the stream on the Star Wars show. So if you know what I look like, you can find me there. And uh, I was so close. I got pictures of everybody. Like the entire cast was there. Everybody who was at the panel went to the, the stage. And I was super close to all of them. And you know how they do the fan cannon t-shirt things, right? Editing Tim here. Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, basically, what has happened is there was some sort of issue with my recording software that I did not notice at first. So a chunk of our conversation has just been lost, basically. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like like recap everything that was missed. Basically, I just finished by saying that uh, everybody was on the stage. Daisy Ridley, J.J. Uh, Abrams, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. I mean, everybody. Naomi Aki. And um, 
the guy to my left got the the t-shirt that jj abrams shot out with a fan cannon like we're touching shoulders to the left kind of thing the only reason i didn't dive in front of him to get it myself is because it kind of bounced to him it didn't get aimed directly at him so it kind of bounced into his hand so i couldn't really get it but anyway so i got pictures of everybody anthony daniels i mean i was right there at the corner of the stage and it was fantastic uh and then the other thing i mentioned uh, at least to, to get back to the next segment of audio that we did record is uh at one of the stores called the prop store uh which mark was familiar with um i i got a, a storyboard from return of the jedi which is uh, my favorite Star Wars movie. And it is so cool. <laughs> I love it so much. And this is, we're going to kind of pick up now with the rest of the recording. I talk about it for a bit. But basically, I just told Mark that I did buy a storyboard, not a copy, like the actual thing from Return of the Jedi. So yeah, so for me, <laughs> some people like to like the collectibles or the books or whatever. I'm all about the movies themselves and the process of making the movie. So something like a storyboard is perfect for me. And it, again, it has Luke in it and it's from Return of the Jedi. So I was sold as soon as I saw it. And even though that was the only thing that I bought, there were giveaways that I was more than happy to get after certain panels that I was at. So um, I guess, I mean, at this point, I think we're, I'm ready to, to discuss some of those panels. I mean, what about you? Uh, yes. Okay. First, I think we should cover the, the biggest one, really the first one. Friday morning, we had the panel for Star Wars Episode Nine. Of course, now it's known as Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Let, first, just that title, only the title. What do you think? Uh, I think everybody's going to be named Skywalker. Just like like the new Jedi Order, in a way? Yeah, I, I think like, you're, you know, it's Skywalker Ray or Skywalker Finn or or you know skywalker that's like your new title yeah that's kind of what i was thinking because um i I didn't know how it would exactly work but i don't think it's meant to be a like a person because some people i saw were like does that mean raise a skywalker or they some boys like are they going to resurrect luke i'm like i I, know i don't think it's really that i think it's more like you were saying either that's uh, like, like a title or the name of this evolved version of the Jedi order that Ray comes up with or something like that. Cause well, that yeah, makes a lot I, more sense. I don't remember if we've talked about this before. I think we probably have, but again, the force is the idea. It's let's say let, let's just say for the all intents and purposes, the force is God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there's a ton of different ways of, uh, worshiping or, or having a religion with a force. Um, so let's say, for example, you know, we've got, we've got God and then we have, uh, Judaism that believes mm-hmm. in an aspect of, of God, or we've got Christians. And then from Christians, we've got Catholics and Protestants. And, and then you've got, you know, people who believe in Orthodox. Yes. The, the dark side. So you've got yeah. uh, Satanists and, or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So, so you've got, you know, different aspects of believing in God or, or aspects of God. So with, with the Force, you've got, you know, you've got the Sith who believe in the dark side of the Force. You've got the Jedi who believe in the light side, but have religious dogma. Right. So what we may have going forward is, is, is the spark, quote unquote, uh, that, that, you know, um, Luke Skywalker sort of started in the universe with his 
uh, fighting Kylo Ren on crate or his or his. Hold on, Miley, be quiet, my dog. She wants to talk too. Uh, <laughs> you've you've got him starting his. You know, people are looking up to him. Obviously, by mm-hmm. the end of of Last Jedi, you've got kids who are reenacting his battle, or kids who want to be him, and that may just be the new. That may be the new religion, so to speak. It may be, you know, believing in the force and trying to live up to his ideal. Right. It's like a new faction of working with the force. Correct. For the light side. Right. And it makes sense because, you know, if you look at Luke in The Last Jedi, uh, he obviously was leaning toward thinking a little bit differently about the Jedi. And again, toward the end of the movie, you know, he, he does have his kind of comes around, all that good stuff. But it would make sense that Ray can look at everything that didn't work the first time. And instead of changing what was already around to try to make it work again, just start something new and learn from the past and make it better than before. You know, I can see that. And then just name it after the person who really brought that to your attention (laughs) in a way, you know, it kind of follows his ideals. So I think I think it's a good title. Uh, I don't know what what exactly it means, but I can see you know possibilities. Right. Uh, should be should be very interesting. I mean, the panel itself, there really wasn't as you would expect. There really wasn't the much to come out was, of that to talk to or the talk about. The panel was bad. I'm sorry. I you know I'm sure it's different if you're in the actual room, yeah. but I was trying to figure out if, if my. Uh, if my take on the panel was different because, you know, Force Awakens, I was there. Uh, last, not Last Jedi. Last Jedi, I don't even remember seeing the panel. I just remember seeing the trailer. Or I didn't even see the trailer until I saw it in the theater. Right. So I was trying to remain spoiler-free. So the only two panels that I actively watched, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was the one I was at. And then, obviously, this one, I watched it uh, live streaming. And I just felt that something something was lacking. Well, you know, I, I thought I thought... Colbert, you know, was actually a pretty decent host. Yeah. But, you know, the, this this mystery box crap, it, it's not doing them any favors. Because well, you want to be able to have a Q&A and maybe have them answer some questions. But when, when Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, who are pretty much the top of the Star Wars food chain, uh, or the Lucasfilm food chain, and he asked them a question, and they look at each other like, I don't know what I could say. It's like, well, you know what? Why are you even there? Right. Well, Bring I was, out some people, show everybody the trailer, and let's move on. Because I had the opposite experience of you, right? Where for The Force Awakens, I was watching that on the stream. And then here, again, it wasn't the actual room, but I was in a room full of a ton of fans to watch the stream in an overflow uh, stage. So... The thing about it for The Force Awakens is it didn't have to be anything. And it was super hype and, and exciting because I was looking at seeing all the actors on the same stage together. And when they rolled BB-8 out, that was so cool to see him on the stage, even to those on a stream. It was all new, you know? This was the same thing that we've already seen, except it's a little less exciting because like seeing you know Oscar, Daisy, and John on the stage together, that's cool. I've seen it before. Yeah, but there's thing there's things that they could have done to just change it up a little bit. Uh, well, right. That's yeah, that's what so, I mean. Like they didn't change it at all from right, Force Awakens. Weird. So 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 you've got obviously BB-8 comes out. Yeah. And so this time they're like, oh, here's this new uh, I don't 
Microsoft Dio. Dio. So here's Dio. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but but the first one, they had the Stormtroopers come out. Oh, and yeah. So why not bring out these red punks? Right. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Right. So it's still going to have people go, what? Who right, are these right. people? But if you're willing, if you're willing to have Palpatine or Ian McDiarmid come out at the end, then I think having Red Stormtroopers come out in a line or whatever, it's not going to be that big of a spoiler, right? It's going to so, make people go, "What? What's that?" But you know, they're already wanting to know what everything is, right? And the the trailer itself, you know, there were lots of really cool shots. None of them, obviously really giving anything away or anything uh what oh oh yeah before this is one thing that was cool before the panel started they showed a little uh video it was like i don't know three minutes or something like that here's the thing it was on my stream okay and i didn't watch it i was busy uh making pancakes so they did stream it i heard them doing like a behind the scenes sort of uh thing yeah before the panel even started yeah and I was like, okay, it's one of those retrospective pieces. I'll watch it later. But I guess it's not anywhere to be seen. Yeah, I'm like, that's what was so weird about it. Because I, when it started, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, this must be part of the stream. It's starting, you know? And um, afterward, I tried to find it because I really liked it. So I'm like, I want to watch it again. So I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I said something about it on Twitter and nobody knew what I was talking about. So I like assumed that it it wasn't a part of the stream. I'm I'm assuming it's the one I'm thinking of because it was maybe I don't know maybe three four minutes. Yeah, and it was just kind of like uh, a retrospective. Yeah, of all the movies up to this yeah. point, it started with the uh, the Millennium Falcon cockpit from but A New a, Hope, but a behind the scenes retrospective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I'm awesome. It was. It, it it was a really cool way to to really get in the mood of star wars before you started this panel of the last one and what was so cool about it is at the very end of this they had some behind the scenes shots and pictures from episode nine i don't i don't get i i don't understand the secrecy anymore for a lot of this stuff i really don't well because like here like like i i can talk about what it was The, the one of the last things they showed was super cool the set was a jungle set or, or rainforest or something like that and there was a ship right there in the middle that we see. And it was a Carillion Corvette, the front of one of those, on this jungle planet. And it looked awesome. And now it's nowhere. <laughs> I don't get it. It, it, is, it is weird what they choose. You know, and, and I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll complain about this more when, uh, when the Mandalorian, when we talk about the Mandalorian panel. Yeah, but yeah that's that, coming up soon. Yeah, that just, that just added to my complaint about this panel. Yeah. Because you want to co- talk about a couple guys who really weren't prepared. That's those two. My opinion, anyways. I know you're excited because you're in the room, but from, <laughs> yeah. from, from a lay person, it was like, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Yeah, I, w- Mandalorian. I, w- I would have been very frustrated because like with, uh, was it D23? They had the Rogue One little preview thing that no one got to see. They didn't have really much of a thing. All they did is they showed a picture. Okay, there was... Uh, you're talking about, I think, Celebration, where they didn't show the the, the fake um, 
not the fake. They didn't show that early trailer for Rogue One. Yeah, with the Death Star and Obi Wan yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. that was celebration. Okay, yeah. So, like, I've been on the. It, it is different because they show us a lot more for this one, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I do get the idea of like missing out on it and it is frustrating and i feel like the panel from the mandalorian without everything else would have been very okay and that's about it well and the odd and the odd thing about all this is that your biggest fan base right now are the people that are watching it online right are the those are the people that spend the money right so if you're showing footage from people and you're asking them to spend ostensibly seven dollars a month let's say to be part of this new you know disney plus streaming service that you're advertising a show for show the damn footage and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they do eventually just not right now and it may be because they didn't want footage yeah, people, or trailers from the Mandalorian to interfere with the success but, of the trailer of the rise of Skywalker. But people are watching it online right now in horrible quality. Yeah. But well, they are from but, an angle. Well, but what? it's, it's a very what? small number of people in comparison to those who would watch it on YouTube. If it were fully released competing with rise of Skywalker. It doesn't matter though. The, 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 the thing is it's out there for anybody. to yeah. see right. Yeah, and and it's not being pulled down. It's out there. It's pretty easy to find. Right. Just type in Mandalorian trailer on YouTube. <laughs> You'll get the seven or eight minutes of uh, footage and and trailer. You know everything. Right. And so the thing is, is that is that look, I'm watching a live stream of YouTube. You're advertising your show to me. Right. Adver I'm asking you to to advertise to me. It's kind of ridiculous. It, it it's like the same thing. People will buy Nike shirts with just a Nike swoosh on it. You're buying advertising. I'm watching your advertising, and you're like, no, we're going to hide it from you. It's like, okay. It makes, <laughs> zero, makes zero sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I do get that. If you have nothing to show, that's fine. Or if you want to hold something for the people that are there, okay, I get it. But they didn't... They didn't just, you know, hold something. They held, they held all of it. Everything. It's like, yeah, it's like weird. Like yeah. I, I can see them saying, here's a trailer for all of you, but we're going to save this scene for the people that are here at Celebration. And that makes perfect sense to me because mm -hmm. you people traveled there. You're the ones that are in line for it. You're the guys that, you know, uh, spent the time to be there. So, so having something a little bit extra for you makes all the sense in the world. But we're going to hide the behind the scenes kind of, we're going to hide, you know, we're going to hide the trailer. We're going to hide the, it's like, okay, uh, that's fine. It doesn't make sense to me, but, but obviously you know what you're doing. Cause you know, solo did so well. <laughs> so, so clearly you know how to advertise. Well, I mean, this is kind of off point, but just to wrap up so we can get to this so with the, the rise of Skywalker trailer, the other things to really just bring up about that and kind of get your opinion. Uh, first off the, the opening sequence with Ray kind of doing a force move on, on Kylo's ship coming up. Yeah. Thoughts on that. Uh, I think it's cool. Somebody suggested it might be training. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Look right. at, at this point, here, here's what I think about on a daily basis. 
Is it the forest moon of Endor? Or is Endor the forest moon of a different planet? I think I looked it up once. I think it is the forest moon of Endor, I think. So there's Endor the planet, and this is just called the forest moon? I think so. I'm going to look it up right now because, you know, Wikipedia right. is awesome. So this is what I think about ever since seeing the Death Star crash landing, uh, piece of the Death Star crash landing. Is it on the forest moon of Endor? Meaning it. Is it Andor or is Andor the name of the play? I don't know. And really, it boils down to: Am I going to see Ewoks? Am I going to see Ewoks in Rise of Skywalker? Okay, so I mean, for, to answer your question, I would think not, but you never know. This says that um, the planet name is Endor, and that the forest moon of Endor or the sanctuary moon is a forested moon that orbits Endor. Okay, what's the name of it though? We're the we're the only stupid people who have a moon named Moon. Well, I'm like, you ready for it? The name of the moon? Is there a name for it really? Yeah. All you're right, you're go gonna ahead. hate this. Uh, am I why? It's the name of the moon is Endor. It's push. that's stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it says it. Uh, yeah, it was a moon that orbited the planet of the same name. That's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. Because here's the thing: if they call it the forest moon of Endor, well, what what's the desert moon of Endor? Or what's the what's the snow moon of Endor? If you're talking about uh, you know trying to differentiate it, but because you're calling it the forest moon, then what's the other names for it? That Tim. That's annoying. <laughs> no, imagine, I, I, imagine if you tell somebody, hey, meet me on Endor, and they're like, well, which one? Right. You, you want to meet me at the forest moon of Endor? Or you want to meet me on Endor? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. The party just says it's on Endor. Okay, so this, again, this is on Wikipedia. It says that the Endor system. Um, oh, it's got a system now? Yeah, it says it notably, notably contained the gas giant Endor being the planet, and it's nine moons. So, so they, were they all named Endor? Oh, oh, it gets worse. Oh, come on, Tim. How can it get worse? In the Endor system, it has two suns. The first one's called Endor 1. The second one's called Endor 2. Oh. How do you tell them apart? I don't know. <laughs> who, who thought of this crap? So the sun's Endor. There's two suns, Endor 1 and Endor 2. It's in the Endor system. The planet's named Endor. <laughs> the moon's named Endor. And the other eight moons are probably named Endor 2. Yeah. Okay, so this says Endor 1 was one of the two stars located at the center of the Endor system. And uh, the system's other star was named Endor 2. And the pair was orbited by the gas giant Endor. So... Let's click on Endor to. Oh, it says the same thing. Endor here. Moons nine, including the forest moon of Endor. So we're gonna go to this link here. Oh wow, this is. I should not have clicked that link. There are way too many words here. All right. Well, that answers that. So no, I don't think we're gonna see Wicket or any other Ewoks. Why? Well, if it has, if it was orbiting 
the moon when it exploded they like do we we don't think that the shot in the trailer is the forest moon of endor do we well, what do you think it is maybe it's one of the other eight moons could be or it could be endor itself or it could be the endor suns maybe their suns have have all water Like Endor One is just like a sun sun and Endor two is a water sun. Let's put it this way. We know we know it's on Endor. Where? Don't know. That's true. Could be any of Endor's what, nine, ten, eleven locations? Twelve? Yep. Whatever. Yep. This this the, okay. Podcast is over. I'm annoyed. <laughs> uh well no, it can't be over because we haven't even talked about the Emperor yet. All right, let's go. Uh so so what what's your overall impression of the trailer, Tim? Oh, overall, I thought it was very good, successful. Um, the it's a rewatchable trailer, in, in my opinion, because like with the 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 Force Awakens, same thing. Like you can watch it a bunch of times before the movie came out. You'd have a blast with it. The Last Jedi, um, it was a good trailer, but it wasn't supposed to instill the same like excitement or anything. So after a couple different viewings, once you got the point. You weren't like, you know, excited. Oh, let me watch that again. You know, you're like, okay, I get what this is trying to give to me. We're good. This one, I think, is back to the same kind of excitement. And even though they don't really show you a whole lot, you still can get excited about the movie that's going to be coming out. And and I think it was successful in that way. I love, I've talked about this before. I'm so happy the title's blue, the logo. Why? That's what I was rooting for. You say well, because you know you have the like for example when you have the uh, um, the art of books on your shelf together the first one's yellow the second one's red the third one can't be yellow again you got to give it another color and did you the, see that the posters don't line up I did that's annoying oh yeah it's annoying yeah but for the rest yeah. of the marketing it's gonna look good together did they give out posters no. No, so the the, pan, the episode nine people, um, the like the overflow didn't get anything. It was just the people at the actual panel itself, and they got cool. a McDonald's breakfast and the episode nine beanies that you saw online. Oh, hey, uh, can you send me that Mandalorian uh, print? No. All right. I can scan it and send you a copy of a scan, but I'm keeping that thing. Oh, I'd like a scan of the copy of the scan. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Tim's personal scan on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but no, the emperor though. Like I said, I mean, what are you thinking about this? Oh boy! Because I'll tell you what, walking around the show floor afterward, like every fifteen seconds, you hear somebody saying, "How are they going to explain that? Like when they bring him back, how are they going to make it work? Where was he this whole time? Blah blah blah." So right off the bat, I just want to say, I don't think he is like the main bad guy of this movie. And honestly, I, I kind of see him having a relatively smaller part, almost like a glorified cameo in a way. I think, cause... he, is the, I think he is the big bad guy. Who you else? Do? Who else is the big bad guy? Kylo? Well, no, but... Uh, I, okay, let me put it this way. He can be like, like a big force behind things, but I don't think he's going to... like be back so to speak and you have to defeat him or anything like that because so for there's example, somebody out there who's bigger than snoke and bigger than palpatine and you're going to introduce him in episode nine well, no, well, 
sense. Just, just hear, okay. Hear me out. What I'm thinking, it, typically with uh, uh, Tim, real quick, Tim, Tim, did yeah. you get any insider information from your time at Celebration that is influencing your opinions of the Emperor situation? Anything that you're about to discuss with me? I don't think so. Okay. Because I used to talk to people when I'd go to Celebration, and they would have information that wasn't out there. Right. But said the information that was out there. No, so, I, think, I think what we're talking about, I don't think is going to be influenced by anything. I don't even know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> um, Did anybody tell you anything that, that, makes, that makes you think there's a big or bad? No. All right. This is just Tim. Tim time. Yeah. No, I, I, I just think it's more... Uh, likely to happen that when the Jedi or, or light side people die, you know, we have this whole force ghost situation. They're more free in a way and that you know, they can go to multiple locations talk to you, all this good stuff, right? We've seen, like with Darth Bane and the Clone Wars and this kind of stuff, I tend to lean more toward if a, a Sith, a dark side, bad person dies, if they have some sort of remaining presence it's almost like a haunt more than like a force ghost who can go around wherever. It's more like a, like an evil presence in one type of location. So we know that they're going to go to the Death Star 2 ruins. That's where he died. I'm thinking it's much more likely that we just have the Emperor kind of haunting the Death Star when they're there. And it's more like a challenge that they have to overcome or something than... And, and again, maybe he talks... If, let's say Kylo shows up there too, and he talks to Kylo, and he's like, look, you need to do this for me, blah, blah, blah. He can still be like the brain behind everything, but I don't think he's like physically going to be in the movie just walking around freely, and you have to like physically kill him again. I don't think it's that kind of thing. Okay. And uh, uh, the laugh, by the way, that's in the trailer was not a new recording. That was from the archives or something like that. So we still haven't even technically heard anything from him yet. But he's out there on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely him, of course. But I'm saying, like, it's just that they pulled, like, Luke's saying no one's ever really gone. They pulled from Last Jedi. And then the laugh they pulled from somewhere else. So they're still trying to cover whatever the actual involvement is of this kind of thing. They're trying to lead you to think a certain way by pulling these things together. So so here's the, here's the thing that everybody's asking, uh, or that a lot of people have texted me or, and sent me DMS during this podcast. Um, they want to know if you took the time to ask Hayden Christensen during the photo op with his soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in episode nine? I did not. And hold on, wait. Yeah. People said, uh, you're away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like how, um, at the beginning, Luke says we've passed on all we know. To be fair, it's most likely that he's just talking about we, all the previous generations have passed on to the next generation, everything they know. But in my mind, what my fan canon or, or head canon mind, um, what he's talking about is Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, and Luke all training Ray together. Well, see, that's the thing. They make it very clear or they made it very clear that they've pulled from old concepts. Oh yeah, um, that they pulled from from stuff from uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh man, I forgot his name. Anyways, Kazan. They pulled from Kazan. They pulled from Lucas stuff. 
that George George Lucas was consulted in the story for episode nine. Right. So the thing is, is that there is, you know, I pulled out my annotated Star Wars screenplays, which is an amazing book if anybody doesn't have it. Uh, but what it I does, don't, but I want it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It pretty much breaks down the first three Star Wars movies. And then while you're reading the screenplay, it talks about the different variations of the story that had appeared to that point. So this is what happened in the first draft. This is what happened in the third draft. As you're reading what's happening now in like the final draft. I'm looking and it up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can buy it real cheap. It's, it's out of print, but you can buy it real cheap in paperback. Um, and so one of the things that Return of the Jedi originally had was it had Yoda and Ben helping Luke in the final battle against uh, the Darth Vader and the Emperor. And at one point, even, they become uh, physical, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, I, I, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, to, to help to help uh, the Emperor, they cross from one to help Luke battle the Emperor. They cross from one side to the other. Uh-huh. So part of me wonders if you're going to bring back the Emperor, let's say, you know, you, you could possibly bring back the history of the Jedi to help Rey. Uh huh. And so you're really closing out, you know, everything with a bang. You know, you're closing out the Jedi helping Ray sort of start the new order, so to speak. But it's definitely possible. I mean, that seems like an interesting use of Force Ghosts or, or the Force in general, if that's the route that they go. But it's a great book. You know, type it on Amazon, annotated screenplays, uh, Star Wars, and you should be able to find it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, it's, it, it is a great book to read. It it predates uh it predates the three making of Star Wars books by right Windsor. right uh, and I think if I remember correctly it predates uh, Phantom Menace but it does have exclu- it does have extensive interviews um real time interviews like current interviews with with Lucas with Kaz and with everybody um, on what they're thinking uh, it's good stuff. Wow. I just brought it out and I'm going through it again. So, and similarly, uh, I feel like if you go through the book that I can also highly recommend, I know you do too, which is the uh, excuse me, the Art of the Force Awakens. Yes, you're also going to find uh, some stuff there, reused concepts that they, they had so many good ideas when they were making the Force Awakens, and they couldn't fit them all and make them all work in one movie. JJ has a second chance now with this one, so I think he's pulling some good stuff from before, like the whole the the ruins of the Death Star. That was originally something that Michael Arndt came up with well, when he but, was but doing see, his draft. But see, here's the thing: I think though. Lucas said that too, even. And it's not the draft for necessarily the Force Awakens that he was drawing for. You know, Arndt had everything. He had the synopsis. He had, you know, the idea for all three movies or the new trilogy put mm-hmm. together. Now that got broken up into different pieces and it got changed here and there. And some of the concepts that were just kind of rough, uh, got more solidified, but, you know, looking at a lot of that stuff, you know, the concept artists originally were just told, Hey, you know, this is something that may be in this movie, come up with an ad at graveyard. And, you know, there's some really great pictures of that. Uh, or come up with, you know, uh, somebody visiting the Death Star. Didn't mean the Death Star was supposed to be in this movie, 
but those were some of the those were some of the scenes that they were told to just work on before they had any clear idea of what was actually going to be in the Force Awakens. Right. So yeah, it's definitely good to look at, and who knows what we'll end up seeing uh, in there that has been, you know, changed. I mean, you look at it now, and and there's stuff in there that is that became concept art or characters for Rebels, even. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, and, and I think it was Kathy Kennedy said that um, Palpatine was pretty much always going to be in Episode Nine in one way or another, and they're just going to figure out how to make it work. Yes, I did hear that. So. Again, and like I think that again, that idea came from Lucas. So, because he had the same idea originally, he was going to be in uh, in nine. So, how it all plays out again at this point, we really have no idea. But you know, if if you piece together some of the rumors, especially the, like the valid ones and the legitimate ones, there's the potential that this is going to be the longest script for any Star Wars movie, so they can fit a lot in there. This has to be a good movie on its own to watch just as a movie experience. It has to end the current trilogy of movies that we've had up to this point, And it has to end the current franchise of episodes one through nine at the same time. That is a huge, tall order. And just based off of some of the things that we're, we've heard about the story and this trailer and everything, it's, it has the potential to pull off each of those things. So, I mean, it's yeah, pretty I mean, exciting. I heard that J.J. Abrams thinks that he nailed it, so or he got it, so we'll see. Yeah, I think he even said something at the panel, I think, about how he was pretty proud of it or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. But that wasn't the only new, new thing, of course, to come out. Um, technically, the next thing was Saturday, and that was the panel for Jedi Fallen Order, the new game from EA Respawn. Um, not really much to say about that. There was a trailer. It looks cool, whatever. There's no gameplay or anything. So if you're interested, check it out. It's a single player, no transactions, microtransactions, that kind of stuff. Um, many hours of gameplay. I didn't get to ask Mark if they have an easy mode for you just because I was far out enough. They wouldn't have heard me. That's fine. Um, the main highlight about that was that I, I did get to see that panel with Jesse and we had an awesome time together. Even if the panel wasn't that great. I enjoyed being in there with him and, and hanging out. Does, does Jesse have soft hands? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't thinking about it. All right. But they did give an, and I got uh, um, the poster for the game afterward, which was cool. Um, some collectible pins for it. And uh, and they gave out a free month of Xbox Gold, but that doesn't really need to necessarily a- apply to most people. Um, but uh, that was, so it was good. It was fun. They did have some new stormtroopers that were made for the game called Purge Troopers in costume on stage. I mean, it wasn't exceptional. But it was cool, you know. But like overall, if you missed that panel, you don't need to go back and rewatch it. You can just watch the trailer and you're, and you're good. Um, they, they did say that there are going to be some Inquisitors in it, including Second Sister. So, again, if you missed that, there's that information for you. Um, but the, the next big thing was the Mandalorian on Sunday with that panel. So, yep. having watched the stream, following it, when the stream was done, what did you, what was your opinion of the show i guess from what what they said I was, from just from what they said i was annoyed 
Okay. <laughs> I was. I, hold on. Are you done? <laughs> it's probably saw a cat. Although it could be my duck friends. I have ducks visiting me for some odd reason. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, is it is it Donald from your neighboring Disneyland? No, no. So, so the thing the thing about the panel was when when Floney and and uh, Favreau were talking, they also seemed kind of not sure what they can say or should say, or they're keeping it close to the vest, or they don't look like they had much of a structure other than we're going to bring out three of the actors, right? Talk to them. We're going to show some stuff, and then it's going to we're going to call it a day. Right. Yeah. Answer some Twitter questions, you know. Yeah. And the, and the thing was, is that, look, um, Respawn brought out stormtroopers that are specifically made for a game. So they had to create these uniforms just for the show. Right. Right. Yeah. So so Filoni tells this interesting anecdote about how they just got guys that they know from the 501st to come out and be extras. Right. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, really cool. Great story. But how many of those guys from the five or first were probably at Star Wars Celebration? Right. Five, ten? I will say the Mandalorians were representing at that panel. I will say that much. I get it, but they're not necessarily in the show. Uh, the, yeah, I don't the think they are. The five first stormtroopers that they got to play extras are in the movie. Why not right. bring them out on stage? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and Dave Filoni says something about they couldn't tell anybody that they were in it, but now that they announced it, then they can give them pictures that they had taken from when they were on set right. and stuff. Or so how like, about this? Have, have somebody, not, uh, not, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I, I'm almost going to say Pablo Picasso. Pedro Pascal. Not. Thank you. <laughs> and I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, have somebody else come out in the Mandalorian uniform or have the Mandalorian uniform on a, on a, on a, you know, mannequin so you can see what it looks like, you know, because to have them come out and show just, you know, concept art or whatever, it, it just seemed really poorly put together. Mm-hmm. And then to have these things that they showed that, Oh, you can't see them. Right. And they didn't even take the time to really tell the audience you can't record. Yeah. Until either during it or after. Oh, guess what? We're sorry. You can't record it. Right. But people recorded it, and that's what we see. We see the, the credit recordings online. Right. Because in their infinite wisdom, they should decide not to. My one question that I do have, though, is, is that uh, Gorenson's music? I think so. It's pretty good. It is. And in the, what was it, the footage, like when they show the actual yeah. like couple scenes from the show. I mean, obviously, I usually listen to the music, especially with Star Wars, but it really stood out. There was part of it that almost sounded kind of like Jungle Book in the way it was, well, it was thing, done. I, like, I'm, I'm wondering if it's temp from any of his other stuff. Like, some of the same instruments obviously sounded like some of the stuff from um, uh, from Black Panther, especially more of the more tribal winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know offhand if, if it was tracked from anyone. But I did like the, the musical choices. And I do like the I do like the vibe of the show. Everything that they're showing is everything I've ever wanted in a in a Boba Fett Western or a Mandalorian Western. And I still still hold out hope that Boba Fett's going to show up somewhere. <laughs> well, and and they did show that there are other Mandalorian armored people in the series because they showed them at one point. See, um, I, I couldn't make that out from the really 
horrible screening that I saw. Yeah. Well, they showed us three things. Okay, they had a behind the scenes reel in the middle of the the panel, and then at the end, after the live stream stopped, they showed both. Uh, the first part was it, uh, six minutes, seven minutes, something like that, of an yeah. episode. It seemed like the first uh, episode. Uh huh. And then immediately after that was the trailer. Yep. The series. So. I, 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 it's hard for me to remember what all was included in which part because they showed so much in total minutes. Well, um, the, the, the scenes itself sets up Pascal as the Mandalorian, who is right. basically, there, there's no job that really pays much of anything except Carl Weathers, I for, uh, Apollo Creed, I forget who he's playing, but he's basically like the guild master, so to speak, the right. bounty hunter guild. He gives out jobs to people that need it. And so he says, look, I got one off the books, you know, yeah. uh, and you have to go here. And then, you know, uh, uh, the Mandalorian comes into a room of, uh, of stormtroopers with Warner Herzog there. And it looked like Lucas Haas, but I know it's not either way. And uh, nothing better than uh, uh, spider monkey lizards on a spit. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And then could you see what was behind it? There's one in the cage that I saw, but I couldn't see what was behind it, behind it. No, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, there was there, there was another one in the cage looking yeah. at it, like yeah. roasting. I'm hoping that one's salacious. <laughs> well, that felt, I mean, that could have been anybody. But when I saw that, I'm like, that kind of feels like a YTD thing to do. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure who did that episode, but, uh, well, I, there, there were a lot of cool things that they showed. One thing that um, Pedro Pascal had said during the panel was that he's basically like space Clint Eastwood, the Mandalorian. Yeah. And the, everything that they showed, I'm like, yep. <laughs> like That's the perfect way to describe it. Um, yeah, he's, the, he's the man with no name. He's, he's sort of, uh, he's, he's a good guy at its core, but he definitely will shoot you. Exactly. And I, d- I don't want to go too much into this because this starts to lean into spoiler territory. Um but the events of like like what sets the whole series the story in motion totally plays into that vibe as well. Like yeah. you said, like like the good heart, but still, he's, he's yeah yeah. I'm I'm more excited for that show than I am for episode nine. Still, I see. I I'm not more excited, but I'm definitely uh, my hype level for it did go up <laughs> after that panel and seeing those things. It's it's something. It's gonna be. It, it looks very well done like the entire the, the tone of it and, and like the angles and just the way it was it's presented it feels such like you've been saying what you wanted for years it feels such like a, a space star wars western well and, and, and here's the thing they also dropped information that this thing is going to be released on a weekly basis it's right. not going to be all available for you once and i and i like that idea it gives you sort of something to look for every week Right, uh, but it's going to be a nice lead up to to uh, um, episode nine because starting December twelfth, you have the first episode, mm-hmm. and then every week thereafter. So you might get four, maybe episodes, maybe five episodes before uh, before episode nine happens. So it, it's really going to amp you up for everything. Yeah, and isn't it a six episode? start or something like that i thought it was i thought it was eight but i could be wrong it, it might no yeah, i don't remember for sure i thought everybody got like two episodes i thought like feloni got two and taika watiti got two and what's her name Bryce uh, dallas howard yeah and then what was the other guy's name uh john favreau no I don't think john <laughs> did, did he direct one i don't remember i don't know 
he's he's busy with Lion King. The guy's got a lot on his plate. So he, so either way, there's like eight. I thought there's eight episodes, but yeah, it looks great. It does, and I was so happy to hear that the uh, the flying scenes, like the spaceships flying, are models that they used. It was so cool. Like they showed the. Um, I'm assuming this was on the stream when they showed like John Knoll and people like that in their garages with the tracks for the ships and all that. Did you see that? I did. Okay. So that was cool. And they showed toward the end of that, they showed the same like flight path over and over again of the razor crest repeatedly. Right. They, that was the first scene of the trailer was the finished or finished shot of that in space flying through. And it looks so good. And, and it felt very classically star Wars because of, I, and I, I might be reading too much into it, but it, it struck me how it felt very familiar with the way it moved. It's it's good. It, it's gonna it's gonna be very happy w- with what uh, they're showing, even though I don't like the way I have to see it. Yeah, and and, and one thing that you can't tell from because, like you said, these are like you know bad quality recordings, right? Yeah. So one thing that you're not going to be able to get from that is the quality of it. It felt because, you know, sometimes you watch a a TV show and you can tell like this is the show. It's not the movie. The, the production quality, while it might be good, it's not at the same level as a full fledged film, you know, all that good. Like, I hope people don't give me crap for this, but like the Marvel TV shows versus the Marvel movies, you can tell the difference, right? Oh yeah. And, the clips of everything that we saw here, like it felt like it could have been a movie, like footage from a movie and a trailer for a movie. Oh yeah, we're basically gonna get an eight an eight part movie. Yeah. Yep. And th- th- there's that clip of uh, IG Eleven in action. That was pretty sweet. Eleven. Yeah, it is not IG eighty eight. It's IG Eleven. He's way early. How about IG one eleven? Ooh. Now we're getting into into sequel trilogy. Well, that's kind of where this is. This is after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Where this takes place. So, yeah. But no, then there are other uh, bounty hunters confirmed to be in the series. Uh, ones yep. that we know. Didn't they show pictures of Forlorn? I, I I honestly I don't even remember. There were some that w- were recognizable, and uh, I don't remember which ones were shown versus which ones weren't. I, want, I think Zuckus was shown and uh, Trandoshans, but not necessarily. But I don't remember for sure, but like it was him. it was good stuff, though. It really was. And like I said, the quality is going to be good. It's really going to be an enjoyable experience. If you like Star Wars, if you like this era, if you like this concept of Clint Eastwood space cowboy in a Star Wars setting, you're really going to like this series. And there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to be having our next podcast in just a few short days from this. So uh, <laughs> there's definitely some things, you know, we're already running a little bit long. There's definitely yeah, some yeah. To talk about that happened, you know, outside of con around the same time for us to discuss uh, or celebration, excuse me. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. It was great. You know, and yeah, getting the poster for Mandalorian 2, Clone Wars, which is, you know, maybe another conversation, but poster for that. The one thing that really got me hyped about, like, a piece of information that they gave us about Clone Wars was that when, when Dave Filoni said that he put Ray Park in a motion capture suit for the Darth Maul fighting scenes. Oh, you like that? 
yeah, that was very ha- exciting to hear. So, um, yeah, it was it was such a good experience to have. And by the way, Tom Kane was also staying in my hotel. I don't know who else was, but I at least saw them there. Um, hey, hey, quick question. Here's one thing I do want to know before we go. Yeah. If me and like 10 buddies uh, put in money to have a picture with um, Soft Hand Skywalker, <laughs> can you do that? Is it is it as many people as you could fit in the picture for one low price? It was... If I remember correctly, it's up to four people, of, four people? In, of, of your party with for that party. Right. So, like, if you have a, a, a duel with, like, Hayden and Ian McDermott, I believe you can get just four people in uh, on your side into one picture for the same price. So four people plus Hayden and Ian McDermott. That, yeah, that was my understanding, yeah. All right, so when you come to Celebration Anaheim, we're going to get some pictures together. Sounds good. I, I really, that, that's what I was going to end with, is going, going into this, this was going to be like the big thing for me, like, hey, Celebration, first one, probably last one for a long time, <laughs> you know, because it, it, it was a lot to get to make it to actually happen. Um, and it, <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. Like, it, I enjoyed New York Comic Con. I, I enjoyed all that. Like, San Diego seems like it's super fun. I had such a good time with this here. Like, I don't even need to go to any of those other ones. Like, I, I don't need to go to San Diego. I don't need to go back to New York. It was so much fun. But I'm like, if I can just get to more celebrations, whether it's the next one or whenever, like, I'm good. I'm happy with that. So it was for sure a blast. If you haven't been to one yet, like me a week ago, um, do it. <laughs> Make it happen. It is worth it. Again, like especially depending on where it's located, like it can be a lot to go through. If you have to put it for a hotel, that can really stack up pretty quickly. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, like there's a lot that goes into it. And I don't. Again, this was my first one, so I don't know how the hotels here compare to other locations. But it wasn't the cheapest thing I've ever done. Um, you better start saving now, Poppy, for next year. Well, I mean, kind of, because <laughs> again, like it's it's going to be a lot, but at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. It is pretty worth it. So, um, and I'm 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 excited about going to another one because again, with this one under my belt, like I, I did the photo ops, all that. I still, depending on who's there, I still may want to get one or two. Like if Mark Hamill's there in the future, like you know, I'm getting that one. Oh yeah. But but having experienced it this way, like next time, I, I don't necessarily need to be all about the pictures. Next time, I, I can you know spend more time doing this side of celebration. There's so much left to do. If I had another week there, maybe I could have gotten to everything that I would have wanted to do. There was so much awesomeness. And uh, if you haven't been to one, you really should make it make it happen because it's worth it. Awesome. So. Yeah, there's so much to get to. And at the same time, we could have gone into even more detail than we did about some stuff, and we don't even need to because it was all Well, great. I'm sure we will next week, just by matter of matter of course. There's still a lot to talk about. so Yeah, it'll just happen over time. Um, but I hope everybody um, had a great time, whether you were there or you were watching it on the Internet. I hope you had a great time with it. And I guess we're looking forward to next year. It's not every other year anymore. Next year in Anaheim 2020, and, and we'll see how it all works out. But this was another great celebration kind of in the books now. And uh, the snow celebration, that's a whole other conversation with the snow. We'll have some other time. Um, and uh, that's it. I guess we're done. We're good. 
I, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I've been waiting so long to like, like get all of this stuff out from this whole weekend on, on a podcast. And I'm like, wait, is that it? Are we done? But it doesn't even matter. We're still it's running not, way long. Yeah, but, it's not um, even it. You'll have more. Yeah, yeah. But, but we're good for now. So um, again, shout out to everybody who I met. It, it was awesome seeing all of you. I know uh, I talked to a couple of people about showing up on this show again in the future. I say again because they've been on before. Uh, but we'll be having some guests here pretty soon. And uh, maybe even talking about our celebration experience with some other people who were there. And it's just, I'm happy to be back post celebration. I'm a changed person talking about this thing and it'll be awesome in the future. So thank you, Mark, for being on. I know, I know you didn't really get to say a ton because it was mostly me taking over everything, which is kind of, you know, unfortunate, but <laughs> we did it. And uh, I appreciate you being on and, and, We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about more. And you never know. Maybe I'll actually be at a celebration with you next year. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so, too. So we'll be back next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.